begins with this gate drop. Welcome back to the Power to the Ground podcast, your home of motocross and supercross news for the fans and by the fans. This is episode 54. For those of you watching this live, don't forget to like this video and tag a buddy in the comments. Also, drop your questions and comments in the comments section at any point during the broadcast. We'll go through them after we go through all of the race recaps. Um, for those of you listening on audio, we are doing this podcast on Facebook Live every Thursday at 7 p.m. EST. I hope you can tune in and join us live for the fun next week. Today, we are going over round one and round two of Supercross. We're going to go over the pick'em scores, and we're going to do a little bit of a uh, look forward at round three. But first, let's get to some spots. Jump over to brotacofoods.com where you can find some awesome recipes that Sean has put together so that you can get the most out of your bro taco sauce. Also, while you're there, check out the store and don't forget to use coupon code PTTG at checkout to get 20% off. That's right, Sean loves PTTG listeners so much, he's giving you 20% off. So don't forget to jump over there, use the coupon code and get your sauce today. Jump over to power2theground.com, home of the Power to the Ground podcast. You can create your free membership and get access to things like the Talk MX Forum, make some new friends and the PTTG members, and get access to exclusive members-only content. Jump over to the podcast page, and you can listen to every single episode that we've uploaded to this point. Also, Pick'ems are coming back for Supercross. You can jump over to the Pick'ems page, you can make your picks known, and we will be giving out some awesome prizes for the best scorers of the season. Jump over to the store and use coupon code FROSTBITE and get 30% off all cold weather gear. That's right, 30% off. Last but not least, jump over to the Say Your Peace page where you can pay $5 and make me say anything you want. That's right, anything you want. Make it as embarrassing as you'd like. And that's it. Back to the show. And we are back. Before we start, please consider heading over to power2theground.com and making a small donation on the homepage. A little bit goes a long way to helping this thing continue to grow. We are a very, very small uh, operation, as in it's basically me and then uh, a couple of people um, help out every once in a while, Doug and Steve um, and a couple of others that uh, don't want me to mention them on the podcast but that is all right. Um, or if you prefer to get something in return, you can head over to the uh, website, just like the spot said. You use that coupon code FROSTBITE. It's over here, and you get 30% off a beanie, and we also have hoodies over there. Um, either is a huge way of help keeping this, uh, this podcast go, uh, going. Of course, I understand things in the world are a little bit crazy right now, so if neither of those things work for you, please just go ahead, like this video, share it, tag somebody in the comments. That is a huge help as well. We have a ton of stuff to go over today, so let's jump right into it. Um, I'm going to start with the broadcast itself. <clears throat> um, the, the broadcast was the broadcast was good the camera work was actually really good i enjoyed the camera work they they seemed to follow there was a blip here and there but they seemed to follow the action pretty well um they made use of their split screens pretty well but i'm not gonna harp on that too much uh i like lee lee is doing a great job um at least trying to work with ricky ricky is doing he's Un, he's like unhinged he's having conversations by himself like lee is saying one thing and uh asking ricky a question at the end of his statement 
and then Ricky will just go off and talk about his own thing. So there's like two two concurrent conversations going on at the same time, and uh, it can get con- a little bit confusing. Uh, there's no continuity between the two of them. They definitely gonna work that out. Um, and Ricky is repeating himself like he's some sort of a wind-up doll. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he'll say he'll say literally the exact same words, the same exact sentence, like six or seven times throughout the broadcast. But other than that, um, Will has been fantastic as as always. Um, pre- I mean, the whole the whole crew, especially um, down on the ground, is doing a fantastic job the camera the camera works great um i'm enjoying it racing is back it's a great time um i hope you guys are enjoying it too if you're enjoying it go ahead uh tell me what your tell me what you think about the uh the broadcasts in the comments um let's jump right into it let's get into houston one um the track let's start with the track in houston one the track was boring and just flat out it was just a boring track it was plain jane um there's nothing crazy going on but at the same time i don't think that that was necessarily a bad thing they needed a plain jane track and you kind of saw it in houston too they needed a boring track for the first for the first round because there was so much rust that needed to be knocked off on a lot of these riders that if they made it a complicated, if they threw the sand track in in the first round, oh my god, half the field would be out in injuries now. I'm so glad they they kept it boring for the first round. Um, and it looks like they are going to get. It looks like they're going to get a little crazy, and we'll, we'll go over that after we finish the uh, the recaps. We'll go over the track for round three this weekend. Um. Let's go over the 250s. Christian Craig. Christian Craig looked great. Great at Houston 1. Um, he made like zero mistakes, which was completely opposite of pretty, basically everybody else on the, the track. Um, Forkner, Forkner had a, a solid ride. He made some really nice passes on his way up towards the front. Um, and he didn't really make any mistakes, which is kind of uncharacteristic for Forkner. Um, and then, you know, big, big mistakes by, uh, Jet and Hampshire and Moseman. Jet and Hampshire made mistakes that took them off of the podium for the night. So, uh, those are some pretty big ones, but let's jump in and take a look at the official results for that night. Um, so obviously Christian Craig took the number one. Forkner made he made a Forkner looked great that night. He he was making some bold passes. He made his way up to the front. Um, he had a, a little bit of help by other other riders making mistakes. Um, but uh, Colt Nichols was not the rider he was in round two and round one. It looks like he was getting a little bit of a warm-up. He was still good. He finished in the third spot, as you can see. Um, Joe Shimoda, I would like to make an honorable mention on Joe Shimoda. Uh, I would not be very surprised if Joe Shimoda was making a run to be on the podium for the championship at the end of the year, sheerly because uh, he was riding fantastic, and it looks like he's probably going to be a very consistent mainstay rider. Um, so that'll be fun to see. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the, the comments and Doug is going crazy over there. Um, Hampshire and Lawrence, they both made mistakes uh, and they finished right next to each other in the five and six spot. Uh, Moseman, he made mistakes. Um, that was really it. another honorable mention that I wanted to uh, have for a shout out was Max Volan. Max Volan, they they had an interview with him in the uh, the qualifiers before the start of round one, and he he sounds. I mean, he's young. He's very young, and he sounds 
very mature and he was racing amateurs like three months ago <laughs> which is unbelievable uh he got a ninth place finish in uh in round one and that was really the it that was really it for the uh the mentionables in the um the top 10 for the 250 for round one it really wasn't a spectacular uh, spectacular round there wasn't much passing um and it was kind of a boring track it was a great way to to get moving on racing i guess christian craig had his emotional moment it's been a long time since he's won a race and he got one knocked off so you can see it right there on the screen you've got your point standings for the 250s after houston won and um they go as follows exactly what you got in the uh in that race um yeah hampshire took the whole shot and mentioned that too and uh that was really it for the 250s um there like i said there really wasn't much going on in the 250s i even went through i went through the um the race again today just to make sure that i didn't miss anything i wanted to see if there was any mentions that i could get but um it was really just the rookies the rookies uh, and the younger riders just look very impressive and they uh, most of them look like they have been preparing more than a lot of the veteran riders and uh, i think that'll be something to keep a keep an eye on going into the season um but there's a lot to talk about with the 450 round one so let's jump over into that uh, most riders that you would expect to be up front had terrible rides <laughs> in 450 uh round one so let's take a look at those um barsha now i i, I posted some videos before we get into to Barsha, let's let's take a look at some other riders. Some other some other mentions. I went through this race as well just to make sure I wanted to get my notes right. Marvin looks amazing. I can't believe how good he looks. I was not expecting him to look this good. Um he missed Sorry, my mouth is getting dry. Um he missed all of outdoor and it doesn't look like he missed a race at all. He came straight in right away was ready to compete immediately um and uh it, it, i'm very just very surprised um malcolm malcolm stewart uh got the fifth place finish and i i knew he was gonna be i knew his his new bike was gonna push him up a little bit um i didn't realize i and i'll be I'll be honest if I <laughs> I don't I don't expect his results to stay the same way they are but he's finished much better than I thought he was going to. Um he looks confident on that bike. That bike just looks like it's better for him. Um that's really that's really it. It he just looks more comfortable on a blue bike. Um all right. Let's get into what we really want to talk about here. Barsha um Barsha got the opening round win and it's his third opening round win in a row there was a lot of hype around this um and I still have a lot of questions around it just, uh, but I'm gonna let them go um so Roxon and Barsha were battling for the better later half of the better part of the later half of the race and Roxon had several I even I posted the video you guys can go on the Facebook page and you can take a look at the video after we're done with the podcast Bar, uh, Roxon had several opportunities to pass Barsha and after talking to a few people I've come to terms with the fact that Roxon probably didn't make those passes because it's early on in the season and it's better to have Barsha 
in front of you, you have much more control on what Barsha does if he is in front of you than you do if he is behind you. And Roxon was purely playing a game of self-preservation and making sure that Barsha wasn't going to try to take both of them out on his way to going to number one. This is a logic that I can get behind. I do believe that Roxon made a strategic choice not to pass Barsha several times throughout the later half of that race. Um, and I can see where, where that thought could come in, especially if you're, you're the guy you're going against is Bam Bam. Um, he's a completely unpredictable and you don't know what kind of craziness he's going to pull on his way to try to get to the number one. Um, that was really all I wanted to say about that. So let's go let's go through the top ten. All right, Barsha, obviously, he took the number one. Um, Ken Roxon took the number two, even though I think he could have taken the number one several times. And he was so much faster, he probably wouldn't have had a problem with Barsha. He would have set sail just based off of those couple of passing opportunities that I saw. Marvin took the number three spot and the whole shot. Marvin looks great. Marvin just looks great. Um, Sansarulo, um, he made a mistake. I can't remember if I'm if I'm combining two different rounds, but I'm pretty sure Sansarulo made some mistakes um, early on in the race that uh, put him back a little bit. Um, Stewart got the number five spot. Brayton, man. Brayton. Where is this guy? Where is this guy coming from? <laughs> I mean, Brayton's always been a he's he's always been a solid rider, but he is competitive this year. It's unbelievable. Almost 37 years old. Competitive rider out there. Um Ferrandis, another rookie honorable mention right there. Ferrandis is solid. He looks fast. Um he is uh he he can go head to head with any of these top riders. It looks like um, Plessinger looks decent. Cooper Webb, no idea where this guy is. No idea. We're gonna have to find out in the the coming weeks. See where he is. And then Osborne rounding out the top ten. And then you have Eli and Sexton outside of the top ten. Um, the two of them made some some mistakes. Some more than one. Um, and that put them outside of the top ten, and it was a it was a rough ride for all of basically all of the top riders, other than um, you know your top three. I would say if, even a number four for Ciancerulo is probably an underperform. Um, and then your points go as they stand. Um, and uh, it was a boring track. I'm glad they made it a boring track. It needed to be a boring track. Otherwise, we would have had so many riders down and out for round two. I'm glad they did it that way. Uh, not so happy about the, uh, the, the sand section in round two. I think they could have done something a little bit better than that sand section to make things interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was that was about it for round one. There was nothing too crazy. You had the three peat by Barsha. There was a lot of rookie um, rookie promise in both classes. Um, I was mainly just excited to see races again, um, and even more excited because I got more races just a couple days later on Tuesday for Houston round two. And let's jump into that. The sand section on Houston round two came complete with snipers who were sitting in the third row in the stands and just shooting tires out on their way through the sand section. Um, I know I'm being hyperbolic. There were not actually people shooting at bikes, but it looked like there were because people were just going down left and right in the sand section. It was out of control. Um, let's jump into the 250s in the sand section. 
<laughs> just call the whole thing the sand section. Let's jump into the 250s for Houston, too. Um, for Let's just straight into the start. Jet was gone from the start. Uh, there, I know the the lead stretched out after a couple of riders went down, but that lead was stretching out whether they went down or not. Jet was gone from the beginning. Um, Hampshire and Forkner. So they are rounding out the top three. Forkner is going, making moves to get to the front. Um, he again made a bunch of uh, pretty nice passes to get up to. Now I'm combining combining two races again. Um, but Forkner made his way up to the rear tire of Hampshire, and they were coming around a turn, and <clears throat> um, Forkner cut down on the turn. Uh, he cut way down on the turn, as in he 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 pulled a ninety. If the turn is like this, he pulled a 90 right here and tried to cut it out. And Hampshire didn't see him coming. And uh, in my personal opinion, I watched it back a couple of times. I think Forkner overcommitted on the block pass. And um, I don't think Hampshire had enough time to to react to what Forkner was doing it's just a, it was just a, an over aggressive pass attempt by Forkner and uh both took both of them out they went down that opened up the uh the lead for Jet big time and he was gone from that point out um again honorable mentions from uh Shimoda and Volin the two of them looked solid. We had another top 10 from Volin, uh, another top five from Shimoda. Unbelievable. Uh, two young guys, promising. Keep an eye on these two. Again, I think Shimoda is going to be there. <laughs> I think he's going to be there in the, the, the podium spot for the championship if he if he keeps up this consistency. Um, being in that you know five, three to five range, and that'll get it done. Um, cause I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of riders taking first places here unless Jet turns it on and just starts making people look silly as Colt Nichols said about Jet in his post-race interview. Um, Colt Nichols, last thing I wanted to talk about for this round, Colt Nichols flat out. Uh, Craig had a great first round. Colt Nichols is faster than than Craig. Uh, just, I'm gonna make that general statement. Um, Colt Nichols is a faster rider than Craig. I would keep an eye on Nichols. I think Nichols will be moving up in the points, and Craig will be moving down in the points throughout the season. Um, I could be wrong about that. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again, but we'll see. That's my personal opinion. At this juncture, I do believe that Colt Nichols is going to start winning some races. And I believe that Craig is um Craig may have gotten his only his only race win of the season, but we'll see. Um Forkner's got some work to do. Forkner Forkner keeps making mistakes, man. And uh you know they they keep talking about him turning over a new leaf and not beating himself up and you know this that and the other thing but you know first and foremost the guy's got to stay upright and finish some races uh so we'll see how that works out for him um i will make one more honorable mention for the 250s tell me if you noticed this in the comments um Ricky Carmichael loves to say the name Dylan Woodcock. I he said in in the span of two sentences, I believe he said the the name Woodcock five times. It was it was uh it was quite quite the scene. <laughs> um that was that was really it. Uh, Hampshire more. Uh, Hampshire's got the same problem that uh, that Forkner's got. Uh, he's got to stay upright, and he's got to stop making mistakes. Um, so 
Let's go through the the season points. You've got them up on the screen, but we'll go over them for you guys. Listening after the fact, uh, Christian Craig maintains the uh, the red number plate with 47 points. You got Colt Nichols in the number two spot with 44. Jet Lawrence in the number three spot with 43. Austin Forkner in the number four spot with 40. And Joe Shimoda in the number five spot with 37. Um, all right, I'm going to get to one comment before we go on. <laughs> Doug's wife wants me to say Woodcock again. So I'm going to say Woodcock one more time. Woodcock. I know I said it three times. <laughs> Just like Ricky Carmichael. Um, so that is your 250 Houston 2 review. And we are moving on. Uh, so there was some fireworks that happened in the 450 again. Um, lots of of riders going down in the sand. <sighs> All right, Sexton. Uh, let's let's jump jump right over into these. Sexton takes the whole shot, and it looked like Sexton was gonna check out. Um, but the sand section. Took him out. A, he uh, he went down pretty hard, coming out of the sand section, um, and flew off of his bike and right into the face of a uh, a jump. And he he didn't look too great. Apparently he is um, he is okay. They have not unless they've made the the announcement in the last four hours. They haven't made the official announcement that he will be racing um on saturday so we'll have to keep a lookout for that um so sexton goes down <sighs> let's just count them Cianci rulo down in the sand sexton down in the sand muskan down in the sand um i know that there were several others but those were just the notable ones that i that i noticed on the broadcast um, Ferrandis, Ferrandis looked fantastic again in round two. Um, he was going head to head with some top top riders, and just passing them, just passing them. Um, Eli and Osborne. Um, hang on one second. Uh, Eli, Eli made a uh, a rebound, and that was good to see. I mean, he got a little bit of help from the the Sexton, um, the Sexton mistake in the sand, but he made his way up to the front. He stayed upright. He didn't get taken out by the sand, and voila, number one. So let's go through the top ten here. We have um, Eli Tomac. In the number one spot, Dylan Ferrandis in the number two spot, Justin Brayton, again, almost 37, pulling podiums. Justin Brayton uh, pulls the number three spot. Cooper Webb made a rebound into the number four spot. He didn't do anything spectacular. Um, neither did Ken Roxon, however, um, who was in the number five spot. Muskan took the number six. Stewart took the number seven. Again, surprising finish as as far as I'm concerned. Anderson uh, made his way up. I believe he got a pretty bad start. Uh, him and Stewart both got bad starts, and they made their way up into the top ten, so that's good to see. Um, Barsha, who we'll get to in a second, took the number nine spot. Um, and Osborne took the number ten spot. Uh, there's a lot of really good riders in this. Sexton went down. He he finished 22nd because he went down. Um, Hart and Raft, I think, will come around at some point. He finished in the number 17 spot. And Cianci Rulo finished in the number 12 spot with uh, right behind Dean Wilson in the number 11. Um, Freezy finished in the number 15 spot after he tried killing people with his bike. Uh, that was pretty interesting. If you haven't seen that, if you didn't watch the races, it's worth watching Vince Freeze's bike fly into oncoming traffic. 
um, if for nothing else. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Justin Barsha maintains your points lead, even though he fell to the number nine spot. Um, this is interesting because everybody was saying that uh, he lost his his shift lever and was stuck in first gear for the entire race or for the, the second half of the race, which I guess that could explain some things. I still have 10 more questions to ask after saying that, though. Um, but that's what they're saying. That is what they're saying. Um, there were some more uh, some uh, points penalties for round two of the 450s. We had Roxon, Jason Anderson, Freezy, and Davalos all got docked four championship points. Um, Roxon is not happy about this. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to appeal it. I watched it back. I don't think he's going to get, I don't think he'll win that appeal. Uh, he, he jumped through a red cross flag and I watched it back and it, he, he, he had plenty of time that red cross flag came out and he was early on in that turn coming into the sand section. Sexton was down. The red cross flag came out and, uh, a bunch of riders, um, came through before Roxon did. And he, he jumped through, um, and so did Anderson, Freezy, and Davalos. And they all got docked four championship points. So um, that definitely changed. That will definitely change some things. Because um, Ferrandis is now in your number two spot with 39 points. Justin Brayton is in your number three spot with 38 points. Muskan is in your fourth spot with 38 points. Um, so they're tied for third. Um, Roxon is in the number five spot with 37 points. And then, uh, Tomac bumps up to number 30, uh, into the sixth spot with 36 points. Malcolm Stewart in seventh with 34, Cooper Webb in eighth with 33, Adam Ciancerulo in number nine with 30 and Zach Osborne rounding out the top 10 with 26 points. Um that was really it. That was the uh that was the gist of the um the first two rounds. Uh those are your point standings. The the tracks were the first track was boring, the second track was okay. Uh this is this is definitely going to be interesting going forward because there are going to be a, a lot of podcasts where I have to cover cover several rounds. Um, so hopefully this is working out. We are not done yet, though, because we still have to do some talk about Houston 3, which is coming up this weekend. And lucky for us, the track map got dropped, I don't know, two hours ago, something like that. So if you haven't seen the track map yet, guess what? We got it right here on the podcast. So let's take a look at that really quick.
So that is the track for this Saturday. And uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Um, it's definitely going to be longer lap times than there were on Tuesday and probably even than there were on Saturday. Um, I don't know. There, There's some long rhythm sections. Um, I think there are two questions that I have about this track. One is um, there is a split rhythm. Uh, there's a split rhythm going into one of the rhythm sections where there's a jump on the inside of a turn going into a rhythm section, or you can go outside and uh, go on flat track going into the rhythm section. Um, that's one question that I have about the track. Another one would be there is a monster, monster triple that goes straight into a turn that goes into a sand rhythm section. <laughs> if this past week's sand section had so much carnage, I can't imagine what that's going to look like this weekend. Oh my God. I hope, uh, just don't, just don't injure too many people. <laughs> this, that, that I think looks crazy. That is a monster of a triple, at least in this, in this, uh, uh, digital representation of it it looks like a monster triple that goes straight into a turn a sand turn that goes into a sand rhythm section we'll see how that goes the uh, again the the um whoop section looks a little bit too long other than that i don't i don't think there's anything too crazy we'll just have to see how many riders get taken out by the sand section this week after I don't know, maybe they maybe they did some training. Maybe they they worked on their sand um, over the past couple of days, staying upright in the sand and not tucking tucking front ends and sand sections. We'll see. Um, that but that is your track. Um, I'll post it up on the Facebook page after this. Um, for those of you listening that uh, didn't see that, you can head over to the Facebook page. And uh, check out the um, the track map for Houston three. Uh, who do I think this is going to favor? Um, I'm just gonna give my winners because obviously we're gonna go through. We'll have the pickums out there, and then uh, I may no, I'm not doing couch cross this weekend. Couch cross is coming, but it's not gonna be this weekend. Um, but the pickums will be live tomorrow at noon if you haven't played yet um the uh the pickums are live at noon the day before the races so if you want to play um the the pickums the pickums points are are still wide open i'm going to pull them up on my phone here really quick because I forgot to print them out before we did this whole thing. But the pick'em points are still wide open. Um, our best score of last week was 10, or of the round one was 10 points. Our best score of round two was nine points. Um, and uh, so our leader, which happens to be not rigged, um, is me right now with 15 points. So... Uh, there, this is still a wide open race for you guys. If you want to, uh, to play pickums, you can jump on there. The, uh, the win, the winner won with most points after the Supercross season gets 500 bucks and a kick ass trophy, kick ass trophy worthy of displaying in your house. Not even joking, not even joking. Um, there will be pictures as soon as this trophy gets to, gets here i will post pictures of it and you guys are going to be like you are insane you are insane for ordering that for pickums but hey love what you do love what you do so <laughs> after round two of the supercross the uh the top five um oh if you haven't noticed 
I put a new page up on the website, and it's got all of the Pick'em scores, the Pick'em's results on there. Uh, I did get a a uh, request to add a weekly breakdown of the points. Um, that probably will happen. Not even gonna lie, it's going it's going to be a pain in the butt, but it's probably gonna happen anyways. Um, so after week two, your top five go as follows. Me, which I don't count, um, so we'll actually do the top six. Uh, Terry Schaefer is your number one spot. Uh, Richard Weaver is in your number two spot with 14 points. Actually, the three of you are tied for second. So you've got Terry Schaefer, Richard Weaver, and Doug Kirick. You are all tied for the number one spot. And then we have... um, we have one, two, three, four riders tied for the number two spot. Uh, Cole Platt, Steve Merrill, Brian Bearden, um, RJ Platt, all tied for number two with 13 points. And then, um, man, they, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ties here because it's early on in the season. Um, but if you want to see where you fall as far as the pickums, if you've been playing, you just head over to the website and go. It's right up in the... Uh, the top of the screen, you'll see it says Pickham's results. You can find your name and your point total for the season. If there's something wrong, if you have a dispute for the point total, you can go ahead let me know, and uh, we'll see if we can square it away. So that is it. Pickham's tomorrow open at 12. Let's go through the comments, see if we got any questions, and we'll do some live reads of these. Arthur Severa, he says, Brap. Hopefully he's talking about the sauce because Bro Taco's got that Brap sauce. It's delicious. I ate it with my dinner on uh, race night. Had some uh, some pork roast and some Brap sauce on that. Um, man, that stuff is awesome. Uh, Coda. Coda says, can't wait until the tracks are out of Houston so the tracks aren't so boring. I don't disagree with you on that one, Code. I think, uh, I think the tracks will get a little bit more interesting as we get further into the, uh, the season. Doug loved the sand at H2. Um, I had a feeling you were going to say that. (laughs) <laughs> that's all I got to say. Uh, um, Coda said, yes, he was very impressive. I'm not sure who you're talking about with that one. I think it was Joe Shimoda, though. Doug says, Joe, he's very str- he's strong so far. Yep. And the kid on the KTM is too. Yes. Maximus Voland, which is, that's an awesome name. Max Voland. Arthur says, me too. It takes others down with a quickness. Probably talking about the sand. I'm assuming. I'm trying to trying to place where these things are. Um, Max gained like a million experience points between Loretta's minis, mini O's until last Saturday. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he made some, some quick progress. Um... Coda says, you predicted wrong. You said Barsha wasn't winning anything. Yes, I did predict wrong. You are correct. Um, But, hey, it was round one. Let's see what he can do in round three um, with a a shift lever. See what happens. Um, Clean race between them two. Pretty sure, Arthur, you were talking about Barsha and Roxon. Yes, I agree it was clean. It was just... um, not as aggressive as I would like to see from uh, Roxon, who will be competing for a championship, which, you know what, he didn't get taken out by Barsha, so maybe that'll be the reason why he is competing for a championship. Um, Austin looks 100% play it safe for Roxon. Doug says, what up, Tiller? He finally made one on time. 
Arthur. It's Marvin looks healthy. I remember Austin, Dave, Art. Sand was a killer. Sand was crazy. Um, It didn't look like it was going to be crazy. It wasn't a long sand section. It looked like a simple turn. There was two separate lines to go through it. You wouldn't think that that would take professional riders out, but man, it did. It took a lot of them out. Um, Jet needs consistency. My dad says. Um, I agree. Um, though, you know what? I think Jet proved his consistency his consistency to me in outdoors. Um, we'll see if that translates to indoors. Uh, Jet was, if you remember correctly, Jet was very, very consistent for outdoors. Uh, and he kind of climbed the ladder slowly but surely leading up to his his uh, first race win at the end of the outdoor season. Um, two completely different sports, but we'll see if that uh, consistency translates to indoors as well. Um. Austin, hopefully they don't find something. Yeah, talking about Sexton. There were some funny Woodcock phrases on Tuesday. Yeah, there was a lot of Woodcock phrases. Just Woodcock, Woodcock talk. Uh, let me know if uh, you guys are interested in some Woodcock talk T-shirts. We'll do some <laughs> Woodcock talk. Um. My wife wants you to say RC3's favorite name drop again. Yeah, we already did. We already went through that one. Um, the wife, <laughs> the wife said, Dylan Ferrandis was lollygagging and is definitely faster than that. He may be. He may have been holding something back. We'll see. Um, the freeze crash was spectacular. His bike went flying into the air, into oncoming traffic, and a couple of riders just barely missed it um coda says why i'm not sure why why maybe he was just asking a profound question um after the one hour windows deals um i'm pretty sure austin to answer your question i'm pretty sure that is the rule um but i don't think we've heard the last of this for this four points especially if Roxon is like within a couple of points at the end of the season, uh, I don't think we're we've heard the last of this four point penalty. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't get brought up again, um, whether that's in the rule book or not. Uh, I that's that's just my my personal thought on this. Um, traction fall apart as bad on Saturday since it's had time to dry out and pack down. Um we'll see there's a lot more sand this time around so uh the the sand section on that on that video looks like it's at least three times as long as we had uh this this past round coda likes the track yes coda i did i did see i saw a lot of the post-race um uh, track walks and yeah there's some gnarly gnarly uh ruts uh especially on some of those the the faces of those triples um doug yes you turned me on to the uh the blair breakdowns i'll be watching those from now on some uh some good stuff austin brap sauce is incredible it absolutely is incredible Freezy launched it because he was going to kill Chiz if he didn't <laughs> launch the bike. Don't kill Chiz. He's my favorite rider to deal with. Fair enough. All right, guys. That is it. Um, I may. I, you know what? I didn't get any uh, any hits on the Woodcock Talk t-shirts, but I'm working on them. I'm working on them in my head already. So keep an eye out for those. If you want some uh, some Woodcock Talk t-shirts. Uh, this will be funny. This will be really funny. Um, also, 
if you guys didn't notice up on the website, we have a new partner, uh, Raise Energy Drinks. Uh, they sent me some some samples, but if you guys want to check them out, all you got to do is go over to the homepage, click on that link, and uh, you can get a free four-pack sample from Raise Energy. They're good. I don't know if you have if you like um, Bangs or Rains. They're not like Monsters. They're not full of sugar monsters and red bulls and stuff like that um they are uh they are they're they're good man you just you uh are into energy drinks instead of coffee this is the stuff that you want um this will wake you up in the morning this is gonna put some hair on your chest woodcock that is about it you guys that is episode 54 we've got more races on saturday houston three can't wait to see what happens um i will let you know when we are going to do some couch cross i'll let you know a week ahead of time so that you can plan accordingly um but that's all i got for you guys for tonight there was a lot to go over um i'm so glad that supercross is back it's it's so awesome to be actually talking about something that's happened rather than predicting things that are going to happen it's just it makes for better conversation i hope you guys enjoyed it i tried a bunch of new stuff tonight with the uh the production um please feel free to let me know in the comments how you felt about it i hope you liked it put a lot of work into it and i will see you guys Next week, on episode 54, we will only have one race to talk about next week. Um, so, like, comment, share this with somebody, tag somebody in the comments, help this get out there. It's a huge help, and I will see you guys next week. Peace!